When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people they can become something more like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to the discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Chris Bruffett. Chris, are you ready to go back to Wakanda today? I can't wait. I'm going to keep saying that. It's exciting. It's very exciting. How you been doing, Chris? Things are still pretty crazy. Well, just getting settled here in new place. Right. Trying to work a lot. It's very different. Lay of the land. Yeah. Going to go to the my new gaming store home very soon, and hopefully I'll love it. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I can't wait to see some pictures and just hear some stories about that. Maybe we can talk about that on the show. But Yeah, man. It's always so cool to see local stores and what they're doing with these games. Different things, different hobbying, different metas, different play styles. I love it. I'm very excited about it. It can go either way a lot of times because they might not even be playing this game at all but you can make that happen i'm gonna use all my charm to change that if they're not already playing it yes please so things are still going crazy here too no respite yet no one's home from the hospital yet but hopefully that's going to change in the future so i'm just kind of back and forth to work hospital all this type of stuff not really living at home at all taking it a day at a time but everybody's getting healthier by the day there's no better news than that you know all the craziness aside that's the most wonderful news. And, you know, we could talk Marvel Christ Protocol today, take a brief break from the craziness that's going on with us, and get back into Wakanda with the villain of Wakanda. The villain. The main man. The main man. Killmonger himself. Oh, is this a Lobo podcast? <laughs> the main a, man? It's a deep cut. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so, also too, Chris, it's pure insanity. The Asgardians are out. So are the Vision. So much, man. And the Winter Soldier, who has turned out to be, I think, pure insanity because we did not expect him to have his new ability where he just fits where you want him to fit. He's probably that 10th character you're taking every time. We'll talk more about that on his episode. But it's just craziness, Chris. We've still got a hobby these guys together. We haven't even got to do that yet. So 
if you guys have beat us to that, send us your pictures. Oh, please, please tweet us. Obviously, there's talk in our Fury's Finest patron exclusive Discord about it, but I'm so excited about all these characters, Chris. It's pretty insane. I just can't get over how good Hela looks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It just blows me well, away. Well, the way she plays, new mechanics with the souls and things like that, I just can't handle it, Chris. It's, it's right up my away. alley. So we will get to them very soon. I just... If you're playing with them, send us some pictures, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these new characters. I think Loki is fantastic. He is so tricky, so control, and I can't wait to talk more about him in the future. I think we had to take care of some business, Chris. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We thank all of our patrons for their support. We'd like to give a shout out to a new patron this week, Anthony. Anthony, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for your contribution. You are making this show happen, especially during these rough times Chris and I have in real <laughs> life. You know, Chris, it's it's hard to work, have a family, and uh, do our hobbies and also you know, create content on the side. I wouldn't change any of it for anything. The Patreon makes these things happen. It helps us pay our bills. It gives me a little moral support, too. Yeah. Knowing that people care enough to toss a couple dollars at us, it means a lot. It really does. It really does. And once again, guys, we are still doing the next giveaway on the Patreon. All you have to do is sign up before March 1st. And on March 1st, we will pull into the random number generator and pull a patron out. And we will reach out to them and get their information and send these beautiful, beautiful Schooner Labs trackers to their residents and they can start playing with them immediately maybe chris they'll choose wakanda because once again as i mentioned and when we unveiled this giveaway on our modok episode you get to pick which affiliation you want on these trackers so are you a villain do you want cabal are you more of a hero do you want avengers or captain america's shield well i think i'm a black order guy but wakanda these black panther symbols look slick on all this i love it we will see who wins and thank you so much for everyone's support so, Chris, we have another villain episode today, and per our villain episodes, sometimes they get convoluted, and sometimes they're a little shorter than our hero episodes. Yeah, this one's going to fall on the little bit shorter side. That's because Eric Killmonger is really unlike the Red Skull, or unlike someone like Baron Zemo. He has not been around quite as long as them, though quite a while, but he hasn't made as many appearances in other things. And I think that's his biggest. He's really tell. risen to prominence with the movie. To I be love honest it. with you. Thank you, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he <laughs> played a wonderful character. He did a phenomenal job of acting and just bringing that character to life and fleshing it out in ways that maybe the comics never really did. Yeah, probably a lot better, a lot more nuanced to it, Chris. And I think what Michael B. Jordan really nailed with the character was, to me, the best element of the best villains is. You know, he nailed the element, which is Killmonger was the hero of his own story. Killmonger really thought what he was doing was right for Wakanda, for the people, all this sort of stuff. And he just happened to be the villain. So that makes the most compelling villains. And I think that's why Killmonger's gotten more popular. Like you said, the movie just skyrocketed him. And, you know, it's so cool he's in this game. Of course, he came with Black Panther. They had to come together in the pack. And it's absolutely perfect because now we have Black Panther, who's a Wakandan Avenger. And of course, Killmonger is part of the Cabal affiliation. So just filling those lists out. I love it so much. But let's talk oh, yeah. about his history today, Chris, because I did not know much about Eric Killmonger. You know, I don't really know much either. So let's step into it. Who is Eric Killmonger? He is an expert martial artist with peak level strength, genius level intellect, 
and an expert tactician. His first appearance in comics was in Jungle Action, Volume 2, Number 6, September 1973. He was created by Don McGregor and Rich Buckler. Eric Killmonger, native of Wakanda, born under the name Injadaka. When Ulysses Claw and his mercenaries attacked Wakanda, they press-ganged Injadaka's father, Injobu, into helping them. Claw was defeated, his father died, and his family was exiled. Pre-Killmonger, Indajaka, ended up in Harlem, New York, nursing hatred against the supervillain Antichaka, the king who had exiled him. He changed his name to Eric Killmonger and studied at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That's a famous one, MIT. Desperate to avenge his father's death, he eventually contacted King T'Challa and was eventually repatriated back into Wakanda, settling in a village that would later change his name to Indajaka Village in his honor. He became a subversive with dreams of ridding Wakanda of what he termed the white colonialist cultural influences to return it entirely to its ancient ways. Then he took advantage of the Black Panther's frequent absences in America with the Avengers to stage a coup along with Baron Macabre. He was defeated and killed until the Mandarin then claimed his body. This so is weird. It is very weird. You can identify with him because it wasn't his fault that right. his father, father was press ganged. It wasn't his fault that he was exiled. He was perhaps exiled wrongly. Maybe T'Chaka could have avoided this by showing some mercy to the victims of Claw's schemes. But instead, he, they were punished for going against the king. And this is kind of what happens. But not only that, you kind of see, I touched on it last episode, to touch on Black Panther a little bit. You see Black Panther's trying to live in two worlds here. That's right. And Killmonger is one of the prices he pays. He's trying to be a superhero, help the entire world. While during that time, he's neglecting his people, his people a little bit. And because of that, it leaves an opening for Killmonger to really step up and usurp the throne. Using his rings, the Mandarin was able to amplify the resurrection altar and restore Killmonger to life. Killmonger returned to his lover and ally, Madame Slay. What a name. Oh, man. And the two plotted to Gosh. kill the Black Panther and return Wakanda to its ancient ways. While Tony Stark visited Wakanda, Madame Slay drugged Jim Rhodes and took him prisoner. Killmonger appeared to have killed the Black Panther and blamed Rhodes and Stark, convincing the Wakandans that he alone could lead them to vengeance. The Black Panther returns reveals that he had faked his own death using a life model decoy. Not the first time we've heard of life model decoys, Certainly. not the last. The Black Panther defeated Killmonger. The Mandarin recalled his ring, and Killmonger reverted to an inanimate skeleton. Oh my. Killmonger's followers resurrected him again, and he would clash with T'Challa on several other occasions. I kind of like him more, Chris. He's like this semi-immortal. keeps coming back. Because, type character. Because people believe in him. Yeah. And, you know, some of the magic, too, like we mentioned with the Panther deity, with Black Panther. We're seeing some of that in this story, too, which is interesting. It's different. In the wake of Sorcerer Reverend Akabe's attempted takeover of Wakanda, with T'Challa absent, and control of the country left with his regent, Everett Ross, Killmonger tried to gain control of the country via its economy, forcing T'Challa to stop him by nationalizing all foreign companies in Wakanda and cause a run on the stock market. The two foes fought in a vicious ritual combat over the right to rule the country. Killmonger was finally able to defeat his foe and gain the statue of the Black Panther for his own. 
he maintained control of Wakanda for a while and even attempted to inherit T'Challa's Avengers status. But when he underwent the ascension rite needed to cement his position, his body had a severe reaction to the heart-shaped herb that he was required to consume. It was poisonous to all but the royal bloodline, although it would have been convenient to allow him to die and be unquestionably entitled to the position of the Black Panther, T'Challa preserved Killmonger's life. What a good guy. What a great guy. Killmonger eventually came out of his coma, thus reclaiming his position as chieftain over Wakanda. He went to New York and contacted Casper Cole, an inner city police officer masquerading as the Black Panther, to help him with cases and attempted to gain him as an ally and try to one-up T'Challa. Because we mentioned Casper Cole in the last episode by offering him a buffered version of the Panther's heart-shaped herb and to help him find his supervisor's kidnapped son. In exchange, he had to drop the Panther identity and take up that of the White Tiger Acolyte of the Panther cult and would owe Killmonger a future favor. When Casper agreed to do this, he then used his new herb-enhanced abilities to track down the boy on his own to avoid owing Killmonger an unpayable debt. T'Challa is then once again the sole ruler of Wakanda when Killmonger resurfaces and takes control of the neighboring country of Niganda. During a subsequent duel with T'Challa, Killmonger is killed by Monica Rambeau, whom he had previously captured and imprisoned. Killmonger's younger son is last seen swearing vengeance against the Black Panther, much like Indijaka had done years prior after the death of his own father. The cycle continues. Interesting. Tragic. It's a very tragic story. Extremely tragic. Kind of like a family curse almost. It's rough. So... It just puts perspective on both sides of the Black Panther story. Of course, we went into a lot of this last episode. So if you've yet to listen to that, please do. We go into more of Killmonger there and more of Black Panther and motivations for Killmonger. But this is it, Chris. This is his history. He's not a major villain. So it's really interesting they brought him in the game this early. Well, like I said, status has risen with the movie. And I'm really glad they brought Killmonger in because Michael B. Jordan did such a fantastic job. He did. We keep such a memorable it. character. Yeah. I think it's a great idea to bring him in. Once again, it's straddling the line between comics and the movies. Yep. Once again, like Atomic Mass has been doing with their sculpts, they're now kind of riding that line with who they're bringing in and with their lore. And it's it's really great. I love it a lot, Chris. And this character is a great addition to the game. Though, you know, I wasn't really a, a big fan of him before this. I am so excited to learn more about him on our show. This is why we do this. So to get not only ourselves, but you guys more invested in these characters when you play them, understand their motivations, understand their theme. And on top of that, just make the game more enjoyable all around because the mechanics match up too, Chris, with this history. But let's get into MCU. It's going to be pretty simple, Chris. The only movie he's in is Black Panther. And as I mentioned last episode, not only is this a movie about Black Panther, the character, but it's truly a movie about all the people of Wakanda, the nation of Wakanda. And, you know, Eric Killmonger is the villain of this film, so it's about Eric Killmonger as well. So this is the movie you want to watch, of course, if you haven't done so, to get all the info on Wakanda. Also, his story, him and T'Challa have a great balancing act going on with them. They really are different sides of a similar coin, and they want to rule Wakanda in different ways, Chris. And as you said, sometimes villains might not even know they're villains because the circumstance they grew up in and also the way he wants to rule, he might think is right. 100% thinks he and he alone is right. And I don't he think has he has a, villainous intention with Wakanda. Well, he might be a little greedy. You said it earlier. He's the hero of his own story. That's and right. 
he's doing this for all for what he perceives is the greater good. Right. At least for Wakanda. That's right. All right, Chris. So closes out here with a couple comic book recommendations, though. Let's be honest as a character that has less comic book appearances, kind of hard to find too much with him. So That's I right. think it might be a good idea to just kind of echo the story of Wakanda here. Right. You can read some Neil Tahasi Coates, Black Panther. There is a newer series called Killmonger. It's a limited series. Interesting. Um, I haven't been able to read it yet, so I'm not sure what all it delves into. It's got some good art. I've seen it. it. Yeah. And, you know, that, of course, came with the success of the movie. They decided to try to sell some books that way, which is, you know, very Marvel. And then, of course, if you read that Black Panther Man Without Fear that we were talking about last week, that is when, while Black Panther is there, that is when Killmonger is taking over Wakanda using the economy. So that can give a little bit more backdrop to that series. Sounds good to me, Chris. Let's get into strategy. His name is Killmonger. His alter ego is Indijaka. He has six stamina for his health. He's a medium speed, a height of two, and a threat of four. Same threat as Black Panther. His defense are as follows. Four physical, three energy, three mystic. That exactly follows Black Panther once again. So we're seeing a lot of similarities. They're pretty evenly matched guys. They both have six health on their healthy side. Black Panther has six health on his injured side. Indijaka does drop down to five, Chris. So that is a notable difference up front. But let's go ahead and talk about his attacks because I think he's a character that's going to want to attack. He has to. I get a feeling. His first attack is not called strike, but it is basically a strike. It is an energy attack called vibranium weapons. It's a range two, strength five, zero cost attack. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. He also has a wild trigger, pierce, change one of the defending characters, crits, wilds, or block results to a blank. That's powerful. It's good for a regular strike, having a pierce built in. Chris and I both gushed a little bit about, you know, the strength of Dr. Octopus being a three threat character with pierce, because once again, canceling out dice is great. Guaranteeing damage is great. You do have to roll damage for this, Chris, of course. Right. You know, if you blank out, you're in trouble, but- Still, even say you got one hit, it was a wild, and they got one defense. Well, it works. It worked. That was a bad roll, but it turned out still a damage, which is really good. So I just love this. This is his basic strike. And also, Chris, it's interesting because it's energy. You just don't really think that about these melee-type bruisers. You don't really think their basic strike will be energy, but his certainly is. And that gets interesting with some characters that are weak to energy. Let's talk about his next attack. It's called Black Ops Strike. It's range three, power seven, cost three. If this attack deals damage after this attack is resolved, place this character within range one of the target. On wild, you deal stagger to the target. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the stagger special condition. The best condition in the game. We've mentioned time and time again how strong this is. This is a Hulk killer ability. If Hulk loses mm-hmm. one of his two actions, because when you have the stagger token, you absolutely have to spend your first action as a shake action. You know, you can't ignore it like that bleed. Just let the blood flow. You actually have to take this. So this is like a Hulk killer. This is a little um, controlly of those bigger pieces. But also, because like you said, this is pretty interesting. This is Killmonger's version of 
your favorite crossbones attack. Isn't it, though? It's a three range, you know, he positions within one, so it's a three range plus a one mm-hmm. movement built in. It's kind of like a Zemo charge in some ways as well. So it's really cool. It, he can charge in, make up for that medium move, only having the medium, not the long. And, um, you know, the stagger is pretty incredible. And, you know, seven strength attack is nothing to scoff at, Chris. For three power, it's not too bad. And at three range, I like it. So that's his attacks. Let's move on to his superpowers, Chris. His first superpower is an active superpower called Charge. I think we've seen this before. Costs two power. Action, which means you actually have to take an action. This character immediately makes a move action followed by an attack action. This superpower can only be used once per turn. This is uh, Zemo. Yep. This is literally the same thing. But what's great about this, Chris, is you can charge into a range three Black Ops strike. So then it gets really interesting. He's got quite a bit of movement there. He can charge, then the range three free move in a way to the target and then move range one positionally where he wants to be at the target. It's great. It does take an action. One of the few superpowers in the game that does take an action because it's so good. But you know, even if you just charge into a vibranium weapons, Chris, that's a great, great start. It's a good move. Yeah. And then hopefully you gain some power from the vibranium weapons because it's your strike and then you get to attack again. Let's talk about his next power. It is a reactive power, and it's called Special Forces. When this character is attacking, it may use the superpower during the Calculate Success step of the attack. The character may choose to count defense results instead of attack results as successes. And it costs one power. This is super interesting. So, so once you again, control. get to choose, after you've rolled and seen the dice, you get to choose whether you want to invoke this power. That is very very juicy. Yeah, and it costs one, Chris, which, I mean, Avengers, it costs zero. You know, in Cabal, you're going to have plenty of power as well. So <laughs> I see, I'm see, i seeing echoes of Black Panther. Black Panther had some dice mitigation, of course. He had King of Wakanda, the Wakanda rerolls, but he also had the mantle of the Black Panther, Chris, where he can reroll any number of attack dice if you right. spent that. Killmongers are different. He pivots. Oh, no, I rolled more defense than hits. Well, I want those defense because that's... They now count as hits. They now count as hits. So it's a pretty cool dice consistency mechanic. And once again, it's a theme we're seeing with these Wakandans. Let's talk about his next superpower, which is an innate superpower. And it is so exciting, Chris. Focused on the kill. If this character makes an attack against a character it has already made an attack against this turn, add two more dice to this attack roll. Free dice is great. This is a free superpower, Chris. It's innate, as in it costs nothing, and it's innate. It's always built into his kit. So <laughs> this is gross. Nasty. Okay, so we've talked about this before. We've talked about you have to double attack with Hulk. You have to gamble leap, then double attack with Hulk. Killmonger, no different. You really have to double attack with him because two free dice every turn. It's like, in a way, Chris, think about it as a little mini attack. Well, and couple that with your Wakandan affiliation that's right re-rolls that's more more possible things to re-roll it's almost like adding five dice it is if you have the power for it well and then couple that with the superpower you just told us which is special forces right you roll two more dice on one of your attacks oh but you got more shields well that's okay pivot to that guaranteed dice damage is kind of his name of his game he's not that tanky but his damage output is high and he's got one more Superpower, I think we need to talk about Chris. This one's takes very, it over the top. This one's very exciting. I don't know. It's a very high reward power here. It is. It's called Kill Count. It is an innate ability as well. 
When this character dazes or KOs an enemy character, it gains a kill count token. When this character is attacking, it may re-roll one die in its attack roll for each kill count token it has. It does not lose those tokens. No. They are there. They are permanent re-rolls coupled with the Wakanda affiliation. We are re-rolling like crazy. Yeah, certainly, Chris. And remember, in this game, any dice can be re-rolled at any point unless it's a critical failure. So you could re-roll until the sun goes down as long as it's within your turn and as long as you know there's no, nothing pay blocking for it. those yeah. re-rolls and you can pay for it. Okay, this is super wild, Chris. So we have charge and we have focus on the kill. So we have he can charge in, get a free attack off somebody because built into the charge movement, then attack again. He's getting additional dice. The more characters he dazes throughout the game, the more rerolls he has. He has more kill counts. He gets more dice consistency. So once again, we're looking at more of a surgical tool. Absolutely. And he's a late game monster. Exactly. He's not the fastest character. He's not super slow either, but early game, he's not going to be as strong. So this is pretty interesting. When you've got the surgical element Chris is talking about, when you can turn your defense hits into, into hits, when you can reroll, when you've got these kills on him that give mm-hmm. him more rerolls, it gets a little crazy, Chris. And, you know, this makes it pretty obvious that he cannot be around all six rounds of the game. Right. You will be done. You will be done. Because people are going to be injured. It's just going to happen. It's right. the nature of the game. Also, this means he could be a strong, small character hunter. Well, I think we have one more thing we need to talk about with him, too. I'm glad you mentioned that because this obviously pairs quite well with him killing lower health characters because, you know, essentially, if he's dazing people, he's getting more tokens. But let's talk about a special tactics cards just for him. We haven't even done our tactics episode yet, Chris, but we have to talk about this with this character because I think every time you're playing Killmonger, you were probably taking this card. It is called Usurp the Throne. It's unaffiliated, which is great. It means it can be played in any list. It has to be Killmonger. It's an active tactic card, which means it must be played on your turn. Killmonger may spend three power to play this card. This round, Killmonger adds two dice to his attack rolls when attacking the enemy character with the highest threat value. If Killmonger dazes or KOs that character this round, Killmonger's controlling player scores two victory points. If there is a tie for the highest threat enemy character, Killmonger's controller chooses the one to be affected by this card. This is a problem, especially on these lists, Chris, that I'm going to start calling the wide lists. Now with what we have in the game, you can have six or seven activations on the 20 threat. Right. This is a problem for those lists because those are lower health characters and whoever's the highest threat is the one he has to kill. Exactly. Obviously, with a Hulk or MODOK or something, this is a little tougher, but absolutely Killmonger can kill a Hulk or MODOK. Oh, completely. There's no doubt. If he's double attacking, he's focused on the kill. Let's talk about this card, Chris. You get victory points. You break the game a little bit. You can win the game on this card. You could be completely tied on objectives and Killmonger just wins the game for you. And It's crazy. It's, It's fun. It's exciting, and it's kind of well, – it's very high risk, high reward once again with Killmonger. Well, and you just have to flip them too, right, Chris? Like you don't right. have to you don't have double to KO kill them. them. Right. This is a Hulk killer card too. Obviously, you don't want to mess this up. You don't want to T-Hulk up all the way to high damage. But this is also like someone with low health that's potentially the highest start person on the board just because of the state of the game at that point. This could be played at any moment, and you need to be ready for it. You need to be watching who your highest threat character is at right. all times, where they're at on if their health. If you see Killmonger on the board, you have to be constantly aware of his situation, where he can move, who he can get to. That's right. And you have to kind of mirror your high threat characters away from him late game. 
you have to. And you know, we talked about this guy. He's he's a monster light game. He's a little less consistent than Black Panther. He's more consistent on dice rolls, but he's less consistent on everything else. Black Panther can basically do everything. He's a Swiss Army knife. Killmonger has one goal and one goal, and that's kill as many people as possible and get those dice rerolls to kill more people. Right. He's not really concerned about objectives. If he's taking objectives, you're probably playing him wrong, though he can stand by those in objectives. In a pinch, yeah. Yeah, he can stand by them and hold an objective and chop people up, you know, get those double attacks off. But he is really a bounty hunter in this game. Um, we've seen this in other games, things like that. You want him to hunt characters. He's a flanker. He's great at that. Yep. And he's got a double attack, Chris. Whatever you can do to make him double attack, cards that move him, tactic cards that move him, Characters that move Characters him, powers that move, that move him. him. The Red Skull comes to mind immediately. Exactly. He's a problem. So I don't think he's going to leave the game for some time. And I think this card is absolutely game flipping. And I definitely think he's worth looking at right now in your top 10 characters you bring to a tournament just to have him. You don't have to bring him, of course, into a match, right? Just having that 10. And I think there's credibility, Chris, to him because he is Cabal and he is Wakandan. So he's going to make very flexible. Top. I love the guy. The only thing that goes different on the back is he went, goes down one health, like we mentioned earlier. So, you know, you want to watch his health when he starts getting injured. Presumably, if he's injured, you've gotten some kills along the way. Hopefully. And he's doing a lot more damage. So this guy is a monster. Keep an eye out for him. DPS machine. You know, Chris, this is a testament to these guys make this game. He is probably one of my least favorite characters that's been announced for this game so far and the, the lore of things. And he plays amazingly. Like he is a game changer piece and you got to watch him. And as you said, he's high risk, high reward the hands of a good player. He's absolutely terrifying. Oh yeah. So the fact that they made me like Killmonger more, enjoy playing him, love painting him, all this stuff speaks very well of them. Doesn't it? It certainly does. And the last one we had to close out on this, Chris is his sculpts. He's calling people out exactly like Baron Zima on this sculpt. <laughs> he has both. He's ready, out. man. He's got his foot on that panther because he's like, this is my statue. Calling his shot. My Killmonger was was a fun exercise in creativity. He's in the Jaguar suit. He's standing on a pile of skulls. Nice. He's got that kill count up. You know, I just love him. And those of you guys out there that have re-sculpted him with the Black Panther body or the Black Panther helmet power to you, that is so amazing. So cool. He did have that for a time. Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. Catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Furious Finest. Keep following us there, guys. We really appreciate it. When we go live, we'll get a notification. You can watch us play Killmonger and also some of those new raid modes and new mm-hmm. Asgardians in the game. Follow the show on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast, Instagram at Furious Finest, and Facebook.com slash furious finest email us at furiousfinest.com and thank you for leaving us the apple podcast reviews we will read these on future mailbag episodes thanks to approaching nirvana for our intro and outro music and please subscribe rate and review and keep spreading the word about the show guys that's right several of you guys have reached out to me recently and said you just discovered the show welcome thank you for coming on board and you said you're going back through our backlog of episodes that's awesome chris and i have this show with that in mind We never want to be necessarily a weekly meta topical podcast where if you miss some episodes, you're behind. We want this to be a resource for the character's history, lore, and strategy. We also want to be a resource for future content going forward. That'd be objectives and the stories around those and the play styles, all sorts of elements of this game, hobbying. We want to get into it all. It's not just characters with us, Chris. The characters are the most important thing right now. So if you're new, thank you for joining us, subscribing, and cannot wait to continue to bring you more content. 
you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jesse Aiken, J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. You can also find my Star Wars podcast, The Canon Cantina, at The Canon Cantina. Follow me, Chris, on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T, and maybe I'll tweet. (laughs) Every week I'm waiting for what you're going to say on that. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. Speak. I'm standing in your house, serving justice to a man who stole your vibranium and murdered your people. Justice your king couldn't deliver. I don't care that you brought Claw. Only reason I don't kill you where you stand is because I know who you are. Now what do you want? I want the throne. <laughs> hey, you, the tuna. <laughs> Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. It's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us. But their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium. Your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it is my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that vibranium does not fall into the hands of a person like you. Son, we have entertained the charlatan for too long. Reject his request. Oh, I ain't requesting nothing. Ask who I am. You're Eric Stevens. An American black operative. A mercenary nicknamed Killmonger. That's who you are. That's not my name, princess. Ask me, King. No. Ask me. Take him away. Ungubani! Indinku in Jadaka! I found my daddy with panther claws in his chest. You ain't the son of a king, you're a son of a murderer. Who y'all see, son? Lies! I'm afraid not, Queen Mother. What? You in that that Hey, Auntie. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. Do not do this, T'Challa. As the son of Prince Injobo, he is within his rights. He has no rights here. The challenge will take weeks to prepare. Weeks? I don't need weeks. 
The whole country ain't gotta be there. I just need him and somebody to get me out of these chains. T'Challa, what do you know of this? I accept your challenge. <laughs>